Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Give me Clemson to win. I think Duke covers, but Clemson wins. Wonder if they're thinking four down territory here if they don't pick this up. On third down and three. Design run for Leonard, and he's able to break a tackle to get the first down and more. Leonard inside the 20, stiff arms and a fender inside the five and into the end zone. It's a touchdown. What a play by Riley Leonard. One of the best plays of week one. 44 yard scamper for a score. And look, as much as I'd love for Duke to win the game and see this this paranoid, sensitive Clemson fan base unravel. I don't think that happens. I don't think it's close. I think I, I think Clemson rolled. What? Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell I've been the guy that's gone out on a limb and said that the Blue Devils will indeed take out the Clemson Tigers and make a statement to the rest of the ACC to start the season. So I've got them winning that one. Down goes Clemson. The Devils win it 28-7. Like I said, 18 starters coming back from a 9-4 football team. You get them game number one where your fan base is as rabid as they're going to be all season long thinking about the what-ifs. They believe in Riley Leonard. They believe in Coach Elko. And that's why I think up in that environment, it powers the Blue Devils to an opening week upset. All right, well... <laughs> did we overdo it? I mean, no, I appreciate I appreciate you. No, because people did think that I was delusional the whole offseason. <laughs> when I was on Michael Felder's podcast and I said this, they said, whoa, whoa. Everybody thought that I was a bit delusional <laughs> in my picks. And, you know, last night it was just really cool to see it happen, man. We don't get everything right, but sometimes we do get it right. I had a whole different... Uh, topics listed for this, but now we're going to get into it. Let's do it. Since we're here, we're here. Okay. Let's get it cracking. I told y'all that a nine and four football team, they beat the brakes off one of the best group of five teams of the last decade ended their season, had to sit around. You had to hear about how you were the seventh or eighth best team, even though you had 18 starters returning, you had to hear how big bad Clemson had Garrett Riley as their offensive coordinator. Kay Klebnik was going to morph into Deshaun Watson and they were going to come in and steamroll the Duke blue devils. You had to hear about how Clemson was a 13 point favorite that moved up from 12 to Start this game. You heard how Clemson was just going to come in there and roll, and it was going to be business as usual. But, oh, no, folks, I tried to tell you about Riley <laughs> Leonard. I tried to tell you about the Duke offense. I tried to tell you about Graham Barton, one of the best offensive tackles in the country. I tried to tell you about Dwayne Carter. At the ACC Digital Network, we put together the top 25 players returning, the best returning players of the season. Duke had... Multiple guys in there, four to be exact. Jalen Calhoun, okay, he was in the bottom rungs in the 20s. But then we had Graham Barton, Dwayne Carter, and Riley Leonard all in the top 10. 
Now, let's get to the game. I saw the first three plays of this game when Clemson handed the ball off three consecutive times. I said to myself, they are not comfortable with with Cade Klubnick throwing the football. That was my first red flag of this Clemson offense. And then he proceeded a couple of plays later to put the ball in the hands of a Duke defender. I said at that point, Clemson is in trouble. And then when Duke was up a score, I said all they need to do is kick a field goal and this game field goal and this game is sealed. Then when I get back after getting a burrito, after being famished, <laughs> going to tailgates, interviewing fans, working in the heat all day, I hear my take on ACC Network because I talked to one of the analysts and I said the same take about the first three plays of the game, and I hear it on ACC Network. Oh, no. And I said, that's how I know. Oh, no, they stole. That's how I know. They stole your take. That's why I told my girl. I said, baby, you remember this? I said, listen to this. <laughs> and I said, this is how I know. But the Duke Blue Devils came out. They handled their business. But I knew that Clemson was not comfortable with Cade Klubnick. And I started calling. I, I just got a feel for the game as it went on. I knew once, especially when Duke got up 21-7, I said, this game now is going to fall on the back of Cade Klubnick. And he is not ready. I said, the interception is coming. What happened? He threw an interception. Even though it was a ricochet, he still threw an interception. And I knew after that point he was not going to be effective. Kate Klebnik is just not that guy. He's a good athlete, but he's not the passer that Clemson has had. They tried to put the pressure on him to be the next Deshaun, to be the next Trevor. He's not ready for that, man. And this Clemson offense, like you said, there's some blame to go around. The skilled talent is average outside of Will Shipley. Uh, this program is in trouble. They don't have an offense capable of getting to the college football playoffs. Now, I will give myself a little bit of a nail here because I still picked Clemson to go to Charlotte and play Duke again, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen after what I saw from Florida State and Clemson's offense. Mm -hmm. They're just not ready. All right, so let's sit here with this game, and there's plenty of other storylines to get to. My takeaway from this game, number one, is the skill guys aren't ready. I think if we go and we try to go to the pie chart – Remember the pie chart? I always say, Fitty, don't eat the pie chart. Remember that was back in the day. Don't eat the pie chart, Fitty. No, it's a piece of cardboard. Don't do it. But if we were to play the blame game, how much of it goes to Cade? How much of it goes to the offensive line? Dabo Sweeney, Garrett Riley, all that stuff. I don't think that Cade is sharing the, the, the main responsibility. I don't even think it's really Garrett Riley. Mm-hmm. I think what you're seeing most of the most here is Dabo Sweeney, and the wide receivers and the skill players more so because I think the offensive line, we talked about it a little bit. They were better at run blocking than pass protection in my opinion, but there weren't many sacks that they gave up to Kate Klubnick. Like the offensive line looks good enough to me. I, I think Kate Klubnick, oh, I know this is tough. I think he looks good enough. I don't think the receivers are good at all. Wes, mm-hmm. that's my biggest problem. It's, I don't think there's any help Forget an alpha. Forget number one. I need somebody to show that they can be wide receiver number two in a high-flying offense. Because you didn't see that from Bo Collins. You didn't see that from Antonio Williams. I think Will Shipley is a good player. I don't think he is a New York City, everybody watch out. He might be in the Heisman race. I don't think he's that. I think he's a really good college player. I don't think he's a Heisman guy. 
I like Phil Moffa. The best thing about their offense is probably their running backs and their running game. I think they're going to rely a lot on that as long as they don't fumble in the red zone. But you had a few drops. I thought there was some decent throws from Cade Klubnick to the outside of the numbers. They got dropped. There were drops for sure. And they didn't even have separation on some of those throws. Wes Duke was saying, hey, our cornerbacks. I mean, think of how crazy this is. Our corners. We're going to line up. Man coverage. We don't need no help. Man coverage. And you have to beat us that way. Usually, that is a disaster of a game plan. But Mike Elko can scheme it up. Mike Elko is proving time and time again that this guy is a defensive genius, dare I say. And now what we're getting from him on top of what is a bad skill group with the Clemson offense, you know, I think I think Clemson's going to be in a lot of trouble because of the wide receivers, because of the lack of talent they have, tight ends, pass catching whatsoever. And I don't know if Kate Klubnick, even if I don't think that there's a lot of responsibility for him, I don't think he's good enough to overcome the lack of skill talent that some of these top tier QBs have to be, he's not in that realm. And I would have to agree with you on that. And I'll also give credit to Graham Barton, Justin Pickett, Jacob Monk, Maurice McIntyre, and Jake Hornibrook. Duke's offensive line, man, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Shut down Clemson. They have now not relinquished a sack in two consecutive games dating back to the military bowl against Central Florida. They really came out. Now, Duke's defensive line definitely, and that front seven definitely provided pressure. Riley Leonard was not comfortable back there all night throwing the football, but they weren't able to get home and get a sack, maybe force fumbles and different things of that nature. And so that's the thing that you saw there. And I know that Clemson fans – you have to look at the, the the talent, like you said, and then Garrett Riley. Still, at the end of the day, I know there were plenty of fans who were saying we got rid of Brandon Streeter after one season, paid this guy one point seven five million, and he's supposed to come in and fix. I'm doing air quotes. Fix the offense didn't work out for him. Seven points. Right, last thing as we move on, you know how people will give you the caveat they were the better team that day. That ain't true. No, it's the not. better team. Duke is the better team. I don't need the that. Grizzled veterans. They were the better team. It was amazing to watch.